friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, for sharing your time with me. So I have to tell you, this one is really going to bring some conviction, I hope. (laughs) I know that it has brought me some conviction, even though I am a parent of adult children. But you all know already how I feel about family and parenting and just doing it as, as well as we can. And not using excuses, but if we feel like we're not doing something correctly, just to shake it off, figure it out, and let's do better, right? Because we only have our children, but for so long. So I was at my friend's house the other day, and we were talking about parenting and children and and things like that, and you know, talking about our adult children. Anyway, she said that a gentleman said to her that there are many uh, parents now that are, and in Spanish is, están cuidando los hijos y no criando los hijos. So what that means is that we are not parenting, but we are babysitting. We are actually just... um, taking care of them, but in reality, not raising them. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I started to think over situations in my life as a young parent that truly I was just going through the motions of a parent. And so basically being a caretaker and a babysitter, but in reality, not raising my daughters. And so when I decided to partner with God and partner with his instruction and partner with people that could give me good counsel, wise counsel, I really uh, noticed a difference. And it doesn't mean that because you're raising a child, (coughs) excuse me, um, that it comes out perfectly. No, but you give yourself uh, a good head start. You give your kids a good running start. And it's not like you are on the sidelines just watching your child grow up or watching your child sometimes even raise themselves because we are not present in every area of their life. So let me take a sip of water here because, (laughs) of course, I get on the microphone and um, I get a tickle in my throat. So let's let's uh, digest this a little bit, right? So I'm uh, I include myself in this. We tend to say things that are kind of ridiculous when it comes to our children. We'll say things. Well, I put a roof over their head. I feed them. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And really, at the end of the day, feeding and clothing them is the bare minimum. That is the bare minimum of this gift that God has given you and entrusted you with and what you're supposed to be doing with it or with them. (laughs) Let's not call them it's, uh, even though they act like them sometimes. Anyway, so, you know, we pat ourselves on the back because we feed them and clothe them and have a roof over their heads. And meanwhile, there are these little human beings that didn't ask to be born, uh, but here we are with them in our lives and we pat ourselves on the back when we're doing the bare minimum. And that will not produce an adult or a, a young adult or an adult that is complete, that is whole. 
we were basically babysitting. We were not raising them. We were just taking care of them. Our own words show and express and reveal our parenting, right? And so uh, these are things that we say so ignorantly, but then it comes into uh, fruition in our children's lives. We see that, man, I should have been more present. I should have taken more part in this. And so wake up, parents. I am sounding the alarm. We need to stop babysitting our children and we need to be raising them. God gave them to us to be raised. And so I was thinking of different scenarios, right? And how uh, even we have culture uh being uh, the ones that are raising our children, or let's say a teacher, or people on the outside have more of an influence on our children than we do. So we are the babysitters, and then other things or other people are raising our children. And so we have no say uh, in their future. We have no say in how they develop. And then they develop with wrong ideas. And we're wondering where that came from. Well, it was because we took a babysitter stance. Uh, Imagine if you were to uh, walk in and your babysitter is teaching your child something that you did not want them to learn, right? we would fire that babysitter right away. Well, that's what happens when we just expose our children to people or things and they are influencing our children because we're not raising them. We're allowing anything or anyone to come into their life and it is changing who God intended them to be. We need to be more present. We need to be more aware. We need to make better decisions when it comes to raising them. That's just like when you have somebody that babysits your child, you don't expect them. You know, the babysitter, when they see your child and they're 20 and acting ridiculous, the babysitter is not like, oh my God, I should have done a better job. No, they were hired for a couple of hours to feed them, clothe them, bathe them, right? Sound familiar? Exactly. No, God has given us children as a reward. And I have uh, some verses here because... The one they gave us, our children, gave them to us with a handbook. That's another thing we say. They don't come with a manual. Guess what they do? It's in the word of God. And then, you know, we read Proverbs that say that we need to seek wise counsel to help us in many areas of our life. Then there are people that have wisdom from God that have teaching uh, that can really come alongside you and help you. Um, I think of advice that I didn't take from my mom that would have helped me do better. And sometimes um, the phrase is we throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? So you might have a dysfunctional parent. And so you throw everything out the window that they said, but in between the dysfunction, if you really, really look good, there were a couple of nuggets there that could have helped you, but you were so hurt, wounded, prideful, upset, selfish, whatever it may be, you didn't want to listen to your parent. And trust me when I tell you, it's not fun when you see yourself paying the price. I thank God for the Holy Spirit uh, uh, that right away, you know, spoke to me and said, hey, you know, Liz, you're going the wrong direction. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. I remember when uh, 
I realized that Raquel had done something, you know, that was really detrimental to her life. She was about 15. And, and so I remember I looked at her and I could just see the guilt, right? And I confronted her about it. And she was like, no, 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 right? And I fell for it, right? Because I'm like, no, I don't want to think bad about my child. I don't want to think that she's manipulating me. I don't want to think that she's being selfish. I don't want to think. We go through this whole process because we feel bad that we think bad about our child. But guess what? They're not bad. They're just doing bad things. But what happens is if they continue to make bad choices and do the bad things, eventually their heart does become evil because it becomes commonplace. And so trust when God is uh, telling you something, when that motherly instinct or fatherly instinct is kicking in, uh, it's okay. It's okay. And we need to get over that. We need to get over that. Oh, I just want my child to be my best friend. Oh, how sweet. No, it's not going to happen to their adults. If you do it right, if you raise your children and you don't stay on the sidelines babysitting them, if you do it right, I mean, you know, just ask my daughter, my eldest especially, she did not like me. And you know what? I was a strong parent and sometimes harsh. So we'd ha we've had to talk about that and I've had to ask for forgiveness. But there are things that I was like, mm -mm, that's not going to happen. <laughs> not on my watch. No way. I was making sure that I was raising her to make right decisions and she couldn't stand it. I'm sure she hated me and I'm that's okay. You know, I'd cry in my pillow. Oh, my kid hates me, but I wasn't trying to be her best friend. God didn't send her to me to be her best friend. God didn't send me daughters for me to be their best friend. Now, when they're adults, there's a friendship and it's so beautiful. But all this, like, eh, I want to be my child's best friend. No, no, no. When they're young, it's time to raise them. This happens a lot to single moms because they don't have a, a, a husband. They don't have a partner uh, in their life, you know, to help them. And so they put too many expectations on their child. And since it's just them and their child, they don't want their child mad at them, right? <laughs> because then who, who do they have? That's dysfunctional. That's dysfunctional. And your child needs you to be their parent, needs to be their parent. And so in Psalms 127, three to five, it says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blesses the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies at the gate. And so they, God sends them and they are a blessing. Uh, they are a reward. Uh, unfortunately, because uh, we are... Uh, we are so selfish, right? And it's what I want. And, you know, or we're having sex and, and we're not having sex with, uh, with our husband and it's a disorderly sex life. And it's just about fornication and enjoying myself. We have pregnancies that produce children that don't come into a blessed environment, but all children are a blessing. And I feel that children, when they come into our lives, it should be a wake up call. Hey, Hey, I am here to change your life if you just focus, if you just come alongside God who sent me to you to raise me. We can have a great life together. But the selfishness continues, right? The selfishness continues about what is it that we want, especially when we're single moms or single dads and you know, and I have needs and I have desires and and you know what? No, the minute that child was born, 
Yes, there's a part of us that will self-care and all that stuff that we say, but our main objective is to raise a child that will not only be a blessing to you, but to others. And so I want to read you some Proverbs because when we don't raise our children correctly, it is painful. It is painful for them. It is painful for us. It's painful for society, you know? Um, I think back now when Raquel was in her rebellious years and it really breaks my heart because I realize now, you know, she wasn't trying. She didn't wake up every morning and, and say, how can I annoy my mom? How can I make her angry? How can I make her cry? How can I make her um, just lose her cool? Like that wasn't her agenda. Her agenda each day was getting up and trying to do what was going to make her happy because she was a child. Even as a teen, she was a child, right? But also the scary part of being a teen and who am I and and am I liked and I'm going to high school and people want to, you know, beat me up or this boy likes me, this boy doesn't like me or this girl doesn't want to be and all the things that go with, you know, we become adults and we forget how hard being an adolescent and a teenager was. It was so difficult, just all the emotions and the things coming at you. And so I think about that now and, and, and I say, you know, God, thank you. You know, when she was in her late teens that I, I started to listen to the Holy Spirit and say, you know, your kid is not trying to make you miserable. They're trying to figure out their life and you need to help them. You need to help them. Um, and so uh, let's see, it says here. Uh, in Ephesians 6, 4, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And uh, that's talking about just this constant battle that you have with your child. That shouldn't be. And and we take our stress out on them, our fears and, and everything that's going on during the day. It just explodes on these people that we say we love, that we made a choice uh, to have them in our life. Uh, Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I have spoken about this in the marriage and relationship series. You know, this is what God expects of us, of parents, not babysitters. Parents have made a decision. I'm going to train my child in every area of their life. So when they're older and I'm not around, they're going to be able to handle life. They'll handle their emotions. They'll handle finances. They'll handle relationships because of what I am showing them. And it's having conversations like, you know, kid, I messed this up. And I'm teaching you because I need you to do better. I want you to do better so that you can be happy, so that you can make others happy. And it's even better when we are actually living what we're speaking, right? Because then our kids look at us sideways. It's one thing to have done it wrong and then tell them do it right. But it's another thing to continually doing it wrong. They're witnessing, but we're telling them to do it right. The confusion that that brings. And that's not what God gave us our children for right there. We're acting like a babysitter. We're not acting that we're parenting and wanting to raise a child. Okay. Um, if set first Timothy five, eight, it says, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You know, that be dads, man, God is going to let you know, let you know, or even moms, lazy moms, lazy single moms. I'm sorry that you're not working hard and providing for their kids and, you know, things like that. You are supposed to be providing. It's not about others are supposed to be doing it for you. No, come on, let's get up. 
If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed and get some help, right? Because as single moms, sometimes we just get overwhelmed and it's just too much. No, 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 no. Let's shake off that procrastination, that laziness. Let our kids see us getting an education, working, careers, not job to job, job to job. Let them see something amazing, right? So that when we are old and gray, well, I'm already gray, but older and grayer, <laughs> we can look upon our children and see the fruitfulness of what we have taught them. And even if we had taken a wrong turn, they decided to take the right turn. So we got to let go of that laziness, right? Because we have to provide for our families. Uh, Proverbs 29, 15 says, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When we let our kids grow up too soon, when we give them responsibility too soon, when we leave them alone constantly too soon, thinking they're going to be okay because we just want to go do our thing and we're busy and we got to, no, no, no. We have to be there for them. And, you know, sometimes we have to put our life on hold until they're in a better place. When my husband passed away, my youngest was 11 and Raquel, my oldest, Rebecca is my youngest and she was 11 and Raquel was 18. And uh, of course, I made a decision that we needed to heal. And I knew better than to enter into a relationship um, when I was not healed. But I also wanted to be careful who I was going to bring into my daughter's lives. And praise God to this day, they have not uh, had to experience watching their mom in a bad relationship because I made a decision they need to be okay. And I'm not going to bring in some man that's going to harm my daughters. And they think that's okay. And then they're going to continue that along the line. But now, Jesus, I'm done. It's time to bring the husband. <laughs> okay. That was just a side. That was a side. <laughs> but we need to discipline our kids um, so they don't bring shame upon themselves, especially. Not so much us, but themselves, and that they have to deal with that. Any of you that have had to deal with guilt and shame in their life know how hard it is to shake it. So why would we leave our children when they're so young or, you know, we think that they got it together and they don't. And we need to be aware of that. And we leave them to their own devices and they make decisions that they're going to have to deal with that guilt and shame for years and years and years until they allow the Holy Spirit to bring freedom to their minds. Uh, so we need to discipline and give them wisdom. Proverbs 13, 24 says, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. And I know it says rod. I'm not telling you go get a broomstick and beat your kid. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, but it's talking about discipline. When you don't discipline your child, you're telling them, I don't care. I'm the babysitter, <laughs> you know, because you're not going to let the babysitter beat up your kid, right? You know, or discipline your kid. They're following your rules and regulations, right? So are you, you know, disciplining your child like a babysitter or like the parent raising them because you love them and you want best for them? Proverbs 23, 13 to 14 says the same thing. And it says you will save his soul from shell, from hell. You're saving his soul, his or her soul when you discipline them. Just like our heavenly father disciplines us. Why does he do that? Because he loves us and because he wants us to go the right way. And he knows that if we you know, go too much here to the left. No, 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 no. Let's get back in line to the right. Get back in line. And sometimes he has to whack us with the rod like the good shepherd, right? That's where that comes from because he's the good shepherd and he is our example. 
And so when you don't discipline your child, you're like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. And let me tell you something. I uh, remember a couple of times getting to that place with Raquel because of her rebellion and being like, I'm done. I I, I can't do this anymore. I'm do whatever the heck you want, girl. I'm done. I'm done. But, and I didn't say that to her face because, oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying within me. Because if I would have said it to her face, she would have ran with it, you know? Uh, but within me or when my husband and I would talk, I'm like, I'm just, I'm exhausted. I, I No, no. And then of course, like, okay, I released that. Let it go. Okay, Holy Spirit, lead me. What am I going to do? you know, lead me. What am I going to do? How can I speak to this child? And, but prayer, lots of prayer, lots of prayer when you are at a loss in raising your child, but it is a responsibility that God has placed before us. Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 7 says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. God wanted us to continually be teaching them, continually, continually. I was just talking to my daughter Raquel that uh, Jay, uh, her son, my grandson, he was over and I was giving him a little lecture about something and, uh, you know, like after a while he's like, he doesn't want to listen to it anymore because I know Lila, I know. That's what he says because he knows everything. I know. And I said, listen, grandson, as long as I have breath, I am going to tell you the right thing to do, but I'm not going to do that. Okay, good. In Jesus name, you won't. But until my dying breath, I am going to tell you the right thing to do so that you don't have to make decisions like I did and change your life in a way that is hard to get back from. Okay, Lila, okay. So I know it's five minute conversations. Now, you know, my daughters, they're 22 and 29, so they get like the 20 minute conversation. <laughs> but the great thing is now that it's a back and forth, it's a dialogue, it's a conversation. And, but that grew from years of having conversations or, you know, kind of uh, fear, figuring it out through the battles that we have had. And so I want to encourage you to get alongside someone that can guide you, but most of all, pray and seek the wisdom of God. Find Christian podcasts like this, maybe that are centered on parenting. You know, different seasons of our life, we need more of something. So right now I have adult children and um, and I have raised them. Now what I share with them is wisdom. I am not raising them anymore. They're adults. So what I share is wisdom and, and teach them, uh, you know, till the day I die. And my grandson, I'm, grandson, I am partaking in raising him, but that responsibility is his mother's. And so my focus now is, you know, I dig deep into podcasts about the Holy Spirit and about uh, how to teach and, and things like that. But when I was a mom, when I was a wife, you know, a mom of young children, when I was a wife, I would listen to and read things, just devour things that had to do with being a wife, a godly wife, a good wife, and being a good and godly mom because it was that important. And so maybe we need to take more time in learning how to raise our children so that we are not on the sidelines or we're not just checking in with them a couple of hours a week like a babysitter, that we are truly partaking of their life, of their choices, 
that we are framing their thinking through God's word, through wisdom, not allowing TV shows, not allowing Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it is that they're hooked up to, TikTok, we're not letting that raise our children and frame their thinking, frame their hearts. And in Jesus' name, that we would live lives that we would want our daughters and our sons to live. You know, if you look at your life right now, the things you're doing, the decisions you're making, is this what I would want my daughter to do? Is this what I would want my son to do? Let's work hard. Let's let them see that we are not lazy, that we we don't procrastinate, that we work hard, that we keep our house clean, our cars clean, all these things, you know, so that they will be well-rounded in every area of their life. Teach them to cook, teach them to clean, you know, and not with all the yelling and screaming, do this right, you know, um, the perfectionist way. No, no, no. Let's make teaching an environment that is healthy and whole. And God continues to teach me. The other day, my grandson's not very good with homework and it, he, it's really tiring for him. I mean, who likes it? But it's it seems to be a chore. Sometimes I tell him, listen, go into my room, you know, scream in my pillow, cry if you have to, just get all that frustration out and then let's get back to it. But the other day, the Lord put in my heart to just sit outside and do homework with him. And so I took two chairs outside, two lawn chairs, and we were outside for an hour doing homework. And it was so relaxing. Uh, For those of you that see my Instagram story, I did buy him candy as well. (laughs) We had some junk food and it was relaxing. It, It incredible, incredible. So we keep learning, right? God keeps leading us and, and just listen because he's talking. Listen to those of you that are young moms, what a blessing you have to uh, avoid the missteps that Liz (laughs) took. Jesus, the bumps and scrapes and bruises uh, uh, that I cause uh, spiritually and not physically, thank God, and emotionally to my kids because I just didn't have the wisdom or anybody to come alongside me to help me. Until the day, probably when Raquel started her rebellion, that I was like, hi, Chihuahua, what's going on? And I was clinging to the Holy Spirit like never before. And praise God that now at 29 with a fully functioning brain, <laughs> she's a wonderful adult and, and and doing her best at being a great mom to my grandson, which trust me, moms, you're, that's going to matter a lot more. Raise a human being that is going to raise your grandkid right because oh, that, that that's even more painful, right? So anyway, so... Let's check ourselves. Are we babysitting or are we raising children? So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. I hope it has helped you, encouraged you, edified you. Uh, Please share, send me messages, and I'm praying for y'all. Have a wonderful day, friends.